You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Yeah, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here as the host for Right Side Radio, where, like the man said, we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Day two of Right Side, Copper. We made it through day one, and they let me come back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's all good. And, and you know what? I, I had the best time yesterday. Uh, the callers were amazing. The guests were good. Today's going to be no different. I mean, we're going to have a great time. And I told you yesterday, too, by the way, this show has got a purpose. All right? This show has got a, a, a pure D purpose. Yes, we are solid, conservative, and just plain right but but we have a purpose in doing so and that's to to do what i keep calling the four e's we're going to make sure that we educate enlighten empower and entertain those who choose to listen and if we can do that if we can if we can truly say that we have you know done something to enlighten somebody as to the nuances of, of the political realm or we've empowered somebody to get involved and to go you know get active and do something they wouldn't have done before if we can entertain you in the process or even educate you on the details of what it means to be a conservative in today's society, yeah, we are succeeding. And you are not alone, my friends. Right Side Radio is there to be your voice. And, and so the, the thing is going to wind up being, too, that the opening of every show, unless something changes, I mean, we're new, things might morph. Copper may give me some feedback later and I have to revise what I do. But the reality is... I'm going to open the show with with some thoughts, all right? I want, I want to make sure that you hear from me as a host and get to know who I am and what I believe in. And my background is eclectic, and if you heard me describe it yesterday, truthfully, uh, this is something I never saw coming. Apparently, I can talk a lot because they think I can have a three-hour radio show, and I, here I am. But, but my background is what drove me to this point to have an opportunity to do this. It's an honor to have this platform, truly an honor. And in my 30 years of military experience or my 20 years of practicing law or my eight years in the state legislature or my seven years in full-time ministry, all of those things swirl together. They were not separate and distinct. They were all part of what made me who I am today. And every one of those things gives me a nuanced opportunity to speak into the issues that we have before us. And if we're going to say that we're conservative and that we're just plain right, then I've got to have perspective to be able to bring to bear on that. And that's what I'm here for. So that when you hear my voice on the radio, just understand that I'm, I'm here trying to be um, your voice too, all right? Because you are not alone. If you're seeing the world around you and wondering what's happening, wondering where it got so off the rails, uh, wondering why things that used to be right are wrong and things that are wrong are right, I got news. You're not alone. And, and I was thinking about what I was going to say today in my opening because that's part of the thing is I want your, my opening monologue, so to speak, uh, to be you know the, the right side way here. What would I say today? And, and I'll tell you what, my thoughts crystallized when I finished reading a book just this morning. So my, I'm a morning guy. I'm up at the crack of dawn. Uh, I'm, I'm usually having some quiet time, a cup of coffee. Uh, and, and, I, and I finished up a book this morning that was given to me by a man that many of you know because his family are the patriarchs of the Tennessee Valley area. Uh, Mr. Ray Jones gave me a copy of the book that he wrote about his father. The, the book was called Citizen Soldier. The story of Carl T. Jones. Many of you know Jones Valley in South Huntsville. You, you know of uh, uh, G.W. Jones and Sons uh, that designed so much of the infrastructure that has this area. You know about Carl T. Jones uh, Airfield, which is the Huntsville Airport. What you may not realize, though, is that family settled this area. The, the first settlers in all of Madison County 
were part of their lineage. And, and I was looking at this and, you know, and there was a, a huge aspect of this that was World War II. And you don't realize the extent to which Mr. Jones uh, had an impact on even the invasion of Normandy. But that was coined by Tom Brokaw as the greatest generation. Tom Brokaw said the World War II generation was our greatest generation. And, and perhaps it was. And certainly Mr. Carl T. Jones, uh, his son, Ray Jones, wrote the book, was perhaps one of the greatest men who lived in this area. And to be sure, they were great. And I can think of some of those that were in my own personal life. I think of my, my, my two grandfathers, my granddaddy McBride. Uh, we called him Granddaddy Mac growing up. You know, I found out later on when I went in the Army that not every granddaddy is a general and not every general is a granddaddy. Um, and and that's, that's the way it was for me. My granddaddy, Mac, uh, graduated from Auburn, first person in his family, I believe, to have attended college, and, and graduated from what was then Alabama Polytechnic and went straight to World War II. In the course of going through college, he got involved in, in ROTC. I asked him one time years later, hey, granddaddy, how, what made you get involved in ROTC in the first place? Well, boy, they paid me $12 a month. Well, $12 a month helped feed him while he was going through school. But as he entered the war, he didn't just do the normal route. Uh, my granddaddy, Mac, became uh, what was known as a glider rider. He was among the, the paratroops. The glider troops were unique. And I asked him one time, I said, granddaddy, what was it like being a glider rider? And he said, boy, it was the most god-awful thing man ever invented. But he literally went on to a storied career Spent 30 years in the military after World War II. He went into World War II as a second lieutenant, came out as a lieutenant colonel, and served all the way through Korea and Vietnam. When he came to Huntsville the first time, he was a native son, by the way, born and raised here in Alabama, did a lot of his growing up in Sylacauga. And, and he, he came to Huntsville because in the mid-60s, he was the project manager for what became the Hawk Missile Project. And that Hawk Missile has been in use for decades. The Hawk Missile was first fired in combat to defend Israel in the Six-Day War. And it came out of Huntsville. And it came because my granddaddy was a project manager on part of it. He went on later on after his tour in Vietnam to, to come back and become the uh, uh, post commander at Redstone Arsenal. It's a big part of the fabric of who I am as a person. I remember my grandmother telling me one time that when he went off to the 82nd Division, he called back one day long distance. She had a scratchy phone call. And she could hear him in the background, Mary Francis, Mary Francis, I'm in the 82nd Airborne Division now. And she said, Mac? What's airborne? He said, I don't know. When I find out, I'll tell you. And later on, he became a glider rider. But that was my granddaddy, Mac. And I also had a granddaddy, Williams. Granddaddy Williams met my granny. We called her granny on a blind date. And they didn't tell the family that a week later, they decided to elope. And they both lived separately for a little while. Copper's laughing right now. But they both lived separately for a while until one of the sisters ratted out my granny. And Papa said, well, if you're going to take up married living, you got to take up actual married living. And so they wound up moving in. And they were married for over 40 years until granddaddy passed away. And I remember staying at their houses in the summertime. And the light would be on early, early in the morning. And sometimes I'd get up as a kid and I'd look in there because a little two-bedroom house and, and the light was on in the kitchen because granddaddy got up at 4 a.m. every day and granny got up with him and she'd fix his breakfast and pack his lunch in that little tin uh, lunchbox and he'd go off to the steel mills where he worked for 30 years. He was that granddaddy who'd call you over as a kid and sort of sneak a $1 bill into your pocket and tell you not to tell anybody. Never find, you'd find out later on he did that to every one of the grandkids. I learned so much from both of these men. I could go on and on and on about my parents and who they raised. My point is this, the greatest generation should be the catalyst for an even greater generation. But there's an infection that's spreading right now. It's a contagion that was cooked up in a lab and it seeks to undermine all that we know and love. 
it's it's a it's a conglomeration of things that tear at the very fabric of who we are as a people and they're trying to get our kids because if you can get the kids you stop the next generation from becoming the greatest generation it's things like critical race theory and the breakdown of the family a revision of what gender even means a rewrite of the english language so pronouns no longer mean real pronouns or whatever you want them to be a defunding of the police a cancel culture a speak your own truth Businesses declared non-essential, but yet abortion clinics are not. Statues being torn down while so-called peaceful protests burn buildings, and churches can't even assemble. And it all starts with our kids. If they can rewrite good and make it bad and teach that to our children, if they can get to our kids, well, y'all, they're apparently, the other side, in it for the long fight. But like my wife says, Charlene, who's going to be on the show one day, I'm going to talk her into it, Charlene always says, there's more of us than there are of them. And I'm here to tell you, one of the things I want you to begin to say more and more with me is not on my watch. It's happening right around us right now. A fight in Mountain Brook, you're going to find out more about that later on right now to get critical race theory out of the schools, is already in the Huntsville City School System. But people like Carl Jones and Brigadier General George McBride, my grandfather, and Louis Williams, my other grandfather, they were the greatest generation. But their legacy cannot be allowed to fade it needs to be taken up and carried into the next generation we have to teach our kids what's real what's important and we have to say not on my watch not on my watch and that's the right side way for the day listen we're going to go to a soft break do that we'll go to a soft break right now and uh, be back in a minute with something i like to call adventures in woke world phil williams right side radio we'll be right back after this News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. This is the talk of the Tennessee Valley right here. You are on the right channel with Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. I'm your host, Phil Williams. It is 2.22 in the afternoon. What a great song, Copper. Thank you. That was In the City by the Eagles, I believe. Um, That's right. Yeah, classic, classic. But uh, we are in the city right now. Hey, listen, we're going to do a little something. Before I do that, though, i gotta, I got to tell you guys, you've been hearing these ads running on the show for Otter Creek Farmstead and Distillery. I know those folks. I've been there. I've shot there. I've uh, eaten there. I've stayed overnight. It's amazing. It is literally one of the South's premier wing shooting destinations. Donald Trump Jr. was there most you know, recently and, and, and went there for a hunt himself. They offer quail and mixed bag hunts as well as traditional European driven pheasant shoots. If you're into that kind of thing, and you should be, in beautiful grounds with huge culinary experiences, I mean, luxurious accommodations, it's a cool place. Check out ottercreekfarmstead.com. I think you'll agree. It's worth a trip. Hey, listen, we're going to try something right now. Copper, you got your sound effects ready? All right, so we got to lighten this up. I said that one of the four E's is um, entertainment, all right? So I'm going to do something here, and, and when it's over with, we're going to find out whether I ever want to do it again. All right, but we're, now we're calling this, and don't do it yet, Copper, we're telling this Adventures in Woke World. All right, so the whole concept here is to laugh at the wokists out there who are trying to restructure society to make themselves feel better about, well, I don't know, their inadequacies, their insecurities, whatever, a bunch of snowflakes. But the truth be told, uh, they're trying to restructure just even the way we talk, and it, and it gets kind of ridiculous. So let's do a little scenario, if you will. We're calling it Adventures in Woke World. 
if you will, picture the scene right now. You're in a public library. You can smell the books. You know how books smell? Books smell. They have that. You can open the pages. Some of them haven't been opened in too long. They don't smell good. But they, you know, the whole smell of a library is there. You got the, you got the carpet on the floor. You got the, the Dewey Decimal System. You got the computer screens along one wall where you can look things up. You, you know, you got the helpful lady thing shh, at the corner. And then you've always got the little kids reading area off to the side with the bright colored carpet and the beanbag chairs and the, and the little books. And it's story time at the public library. And I've been asked to come and read to the kids. How awesome. So Phil Williams from Right Side Radio is there. Here's how that might go. Uh, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Phil Williams. I'm the volunteer storytime reader for today. Oh, welcome. We're so glad you're here. What book did you bring to read? Uh, I, brought, uh, I brought Cinderella. Oh, well, that, um, that could be problematic. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I thought it was a classic. Uh, what, what, what's wrong with that? Well, it has a tendency to openly reflect on bullying, which may find some to be a trigger for negative insights. I, I, I don't even know what that means. But it does have a very positive ending. I mean, remember, Cinderella, she overcomes her evil stepmother's plan. She, she, she lives happily ever after. Oh, no, no, no. We don't use the term stepmother. We call them non-birthing secondary partners of the biological father. What in God's name does that mean? No, please, please, don't refer to God. Each of our storytime attendants is able to seek their own truth. God could be an inhibiting concept for them. Yeah, all right. Well, I've always found God to be liberating and certainly a matter of free will. Well, let's just gather everyone together and try, try, try to remember what we've discussed. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do that. Everyone, everyone, it's time to put our listening ears on. Our storytime friend is here. His name is Phil, and his pronouns are... I'm sorry, I forgot to ask your pronouns. My what? Your, your pronouns. What, do you, what pronouns do you identify with? Oh, well, I'm a guy, so... Oh, I see. Okay, the whole cisgender white male construct. I get it. Everyone, Phil uses he, him. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, hey, hey, boys and girls, I'm glad to be with you. Phil, 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 Phil. They're not boys and girls. We don't identify at this facility until they've made their choice and experienced their gender normative feelings. Yeah, well, they, uh, they look like boys and girls, so what say we just go with that? That is not appropriate. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure the doctor with the advanced medical degree who filled out their birth certificate, he thought it was, or she thought it was appropriate. We do not pigeonhole the burgeoning adult attendees. <laughs> burgeoning adult attendees. You mean the kids? Let me just try reading and see where it goes. Fine, fine, but avoid the implication, please, of privilege when describing the cisgender white male who determines to partner with Cinderella. You, you, you mean the prince? All right, well, I have no words for that. Everyone, let's listen now. <clears throat> okay, um, yeah, so, uh, hey, uh, uh, burgeoning adult attendees, this is a wonderful story now about a young uh, she-her named Cinderella who had a difficult relationship with her non-birthing secondary partner of her biological father and her mean, ugly stepsisters. Oh, no, 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 ugly and mean are trigger words. Uh, you know what? Hey, kids, tell you what, boys and girls, I was going to tell you a really cool story about what it means to take a stand and not let bullies pick on you and how you can have hope that life will work out if you approach things with the right attitude and hard work. And I've just got to say, you'd really be better off if we just all went outside in the bright sunshine and the green grass and ran around in the fresh air. So... You know what? If you fall down in life, just rub some dirt on it and walk it off because life's going to be full of hard knocks. And uh, hey, kids, it's how you react to those things that matters. And here's a real shocker. God does not make mistakes, and the English language does have specific ways for pronouns to be used. I know that's hard to accept for some people, but 
The fact that you were born with a certain skin color or a certain biological sex, that's called wonderful. It makes you unique and awesome from the very moment you're born. So I'll tell you what, maybe next time I come in here, I'll tell you the story of Tom Sawyer or Paul Revere or Abraham Lincoln or some other meaningful and reality-based lesson on life. So right now, just uh, God bless each of you. Huh. Okay. Well, that was interesting. Okay, everyone. Let's be here tomorrow for Drag Queen Story Time. All right. Hit it, Copper. That was Adventures in Woke World. God almighty, I'm sitting here. Copper is clapping, but I'm sweating bullets. I don't know if that went down well or not. Copper, what do you think? I was laughing the whole time. Well, that's good, because I'm. I, I, we'll, we'll see if we would do that again later. But right now, what I know is we're, we're down to the end of the first half hour. And uh, I got a guest coming in in a minute you're going to want to hear from. I really appreciate his work. His name's Matt Clark, and he works at the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty. Uh, they're out there doing things in the legal world, trying to defend the same things we're talking about here on Right Side Radio. It's all good stuff. Later on the show, I've got a lady calling in who was a teacher at Mountain Brook, and she's recently resigned from there and can talk freely now. And then we'll have Casey Wardinsky in who's running for Congress. It is 229 on Right Side Radio. We're solid conservative, just plain right. And by God, you are not alone. We are the voice of conservatism in the biggest talk right now in Alabama's northern sector. Phil Williams. We'll be right back.